Psalm 30. It's interesting because um, Psalm 31 is what Jesus quotes his last words from the cross. Amen. It says, now as for me, I said in my prosperity, I will never be moved. Watch this. Oh Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain to stand strong. But then you hid your face and I was dismayed. I want to talk about this morning, don't let favor change you. Today marks a celebration for every Christian. While it's a day that most people think about Jesus, it's amazing how quickly we forget the significance of the resurrection. The world has changed Resurrection Sunday into what's called Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, Easter was a time to celebrate what's called the fertility God. That's where the eggs came from. Amen. And it's amazing how the world can take some of the most important days of the Christian's life and commercialize it where it's geared around how we look. Come on, somebody. The, not, the new suits and the fine dresses for our children. I get it, and I'm not against it. I'm glad you did it. Amen. But it's amazing how even at Christmas time, Amen. How we have taken the birth of Jesus and have commercialized it. It's amazing how we can forget, amen, how good God has been to us. It's amazing how a day like this, Resurrection Sunday, where Jesus had been through Amen. Six hours of pain and suffering and brutality. Amen. Hung between two thieves. Treated as a sinner. It's amazing, saints, how, amen, we can forget. But it's not surprising. Because as I said earlier, the disciples unbelief shocked me that on the very day of the resurrection where Jesus had told them in John chapter 11 that I am the resurrection and life. He who believes in me shall live and never die. It's amazing to me how the disciples in their grief, in their pain and in their suffering, they forgot the words of Jesus. Do I have anybody? And it's interesting to me because even in our lives, even now as God has blessed us, anybody here been blessed by God? How many of you can say you've been blessed? 
It's amazing how good God is, isn't it? Amen. But it's amazing how fast we forget how good he's been. Do I have anybody? I want to encourage you today to let Resurrection Day be a day that you decide, watch this, to walk in resurrection power. Can, can I tell you what it means to walk in resurrection power? To walk in resurrection power means no more ease. I'm not just going to slip into mediocrity. I'm not going to slip into the ease of life, into the blessings of life and stay there. But resurrection power means walking in resurrection power means not only no more ease, but no more excuses. Amen. No more excuses why I can't praise God. No more excuses why I can't glorify him. No, listen, no more empty promises. Because, you know, you got your CME members. Amen. Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. Do I have anybody? Amen. You got your CMEs, and I want to say to the CMEs, welcome to the Vision Church. Amen. Well, we're here every week. Amen. It's Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday after Tuesday. Come on, somebody. I, I pray that this Resurrection Sunday that you will decide that I will no longer walk in, in watch this, in, in, in weakness, but I'm going to walk in power. I'm going to walk in resurrection power because resurrection power gives me the ability to not slip back into the ease of life. Amen. Resurrection power allows me to make no more excuses. Amen. Resurrection power tells me that I will no longer, amen, make empty promises. But lastly, resurrection power means that you're saying to God, no turning back. Do I have anybody? And I want to say to somebody here this morning, if you walk in resurrection power, there will be no more excuses for you. You see, our writer today, David, had walked in the power of God. He was a man who was a fugitive before. And on the run for years, he, he was a man who had experienced victory. Watch this. He went up against Goliath. Amen. He, he went up against a giant in his life. Watch this. Somebody here, you face some giants. Come on, somebody. You, you, listen, and, and, and he was a young man then, and when he, when he killed Goliath, Amen. He came into the town. They started to praise him, but David got the big head. You see, you got to be careful, amen, after you've had victories in this life, after you've walked in resurrection power, you start thinking it's you. Do I have anybody? David writes this psalm after God had humbled him. Amen, amen, amen. I'll give you the context here. He wrote this, amen, watch this. He went from slaying Goliath to being a man who was on the run. 
You see, oftentimes we can forget, and I said this last week, you ready for this? Oftentimes we can forget our fugitive years. Oh, I wish I had somebody. When you were a nobody. Come on, somebody. When you really didn't have nothing, but you were trying to get something, and then all of a sudden now you have a few things, you start forgetting about the God that blessed you. I'm talking to you this morning. Amen. Your ability, your skill, whatever you have in this life, God gave it to you, but watch this. He was cultivating it. So that, watch this, so that he eventually would put it on display. I wish I had somebody. And watch this, and when God puts you on display, it's not for your glory, but it's for his glory. Do I have anybody? David had gotten to a point, y'all. Watch this, watch this. David is at a place where David had gotten into the ease of life. David had a military that was so powerful, right, that he felt, watch this, I told you last week, amen, I gave you three things last week, right? I told you last week, the first thing you have to do is take an honest assessment of yourself. Did I not tell you that? Then I, what else did I told you last week? I think I told you something else last week. I told you that you don't want to develop a false sense of security. See, you know what that means? When you start feeling yourself. Amen. When you start feeling real good about yourself, David says, in my prosperity, verse 6, he says, in my prosperity, I said, I shall not be moved. Amen. This is my place. This is my palace. First of all, did you forget the fugitive years? Did you forget when nobody even knew your name, David? Come on, somebody. Do you remember when? Remember we played the remember when game last week? Amen. Remember when you were at the bottom, but yet God pulled you up. Come on, somebody. You're living a good life now, and it's real important, saints. God never meant favor, watch this, to hurt you. He gave it to you, watch this, to develop you. You say, why? Why, why do you say that, Pastor? Because, because here's the thing. A lot of us know what it's like to struggle. Yeah. Come on. We don't need no class in struggling, y'all. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. It's amazing how humble we are. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's amazing how, how, how tender we are when we're under the struggle in life. Am I right about it? It's amazing how you and I can, 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 can greet people kindly and treat people well when things, when we're at the bottom. But it's amazing how many times we need lessons when we have arrived, when we've come out of the struggle. When we come out of the struggle, we don't look at people the same because we gauge ourselves against them. And we start saying, oh, they ain't got what I got. And and then they want to use this excuse, but you don't know what I've been through. Yeah, you've been through that so that you would give God glory. 
You've been through that so God would develop you. You've been through that so that God would, watch this, so that you would rely more on God than yourself. And somebody here this morning, let me tell you something. You've been relying on you, but you're going to run out. Do I have somebody? It's not going to be long. But David here says, watch what he says in verse 1. He says, I will extol you, O God, for you have lifted me up and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. See, David is writing backwards. So he's saying, God, first of all, let me say this to you. When you get to the top, you're going to have some enemies. Listen, listen, listen. You're going to have some haters on your team. And you're going to have to realize something. Amen. It's not for you to handle them. The Bible said, stand still and let the Lord fight your battles. Because watch this. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. But it's hard when we get involved in our own development and our own self-promotion. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says in verse 2. He says, oh, Lord, my God. I, now, now, let me explain what had happened here. I cried to you for help, and you what? You healed me. Now, David had gotten sick because of his pride. So he's writing backwards, right? So he's saying, God, when I cried to you, I realized it was nobody but you that can heal me. Can I tell you something? There's some things, some things that you and I will pick up in the process, who Lord, of favor. Watch this. And some things that will happen to us along the way when we become prideful that only God can heal it. The doctor's medicine won't be able to heal that. Come on, somebody. You can go from one specialist to the next, but there's some things that only God can heal. God can heal a sin-sick soul. God can take pride. You know when we're you know when you become prideful. Come on, somebody. You know when you wake up and start feeling yourself, start looking at that man. I, I I can't be moved. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says, Oh, Lord, you have brought my soul from Sheol. You have kept me what? Alive. That I would not go down in the pit. Now, he went from pity to praise. Watch verse 4. He says, Sing praise to the Lord. Now, he's giving us some advice. He says, Sing praise. to." I love it when a man's fallen and he can get back up. And then, watch this. He gets back up. Watch this. And he starts what? Praising God. See, the sometimes the only way to show God that you appreciate it, oh, I wish I had somebody, is to lift your hands. It's to say hallelujah. It's to say glory to your name. Watch this. I'm getting to my point. 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. He says, oh God, I, verse 4, I sing what? Praises to the Lord, you his godly ones. And give thanks to his holy name. Verse 5, watch what he says. Now, here's what David understood, saints. This is why I say don't let favor change you. He says, for his anger. God, you know, you know the difference with God and us. We stay mad for a long time. 
We stay, we stay mad. We stay, we stay upset. We go to bed with that stuff. Listen, some of you have been carrying some anger for people for a long time, but you got to let that thing go. He says his anger is but for what? A moment. Now watch this. After Jesus had rebuked the disciples, watch this, for their unbelief at resurrection morning and hardness of heart, you know what he told them next? Now go tell the world about me. You know what? That's what I call anger, but for a moment. Because if it was me, I wouldn't have nothing to do with them. You know why? Because they showed that they were not loyal. But Jesus, God said, David understood that when he got the big head, when he got swollen up, he says, God, ang- God's anger, but was for a moment. But he experienced it because when he got sick, he cried out and the Lord healed him. Oh, what a loving God we serve. Listen, listen, when you think about how disappointed we've been, a disappointment we've been to him and how gracious he's been to us. Come on, somebody. You got to call that grace and mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his ability to overlook my faults. Thank God that even when I get the big head, he lets me go. And he lets it go. Text says his anger is but for a moment. But 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 watch this. This is why I say don't let favor change you. Because here's the thing about favor, y'all. Here's the one thing you got to know about favor. You got to write this down somewhere, put it in your mental, mental memory bank somewhere, put it somewhere. Favor, as a child of God, favor will never leave you. As much as you try to mess up your favor, some of us just mess up our favor. Amen. You don't give a 16-year-old a Lamborghini. I wish I had some. Amen. Listen, first of all, I'm not even talking about him going fast. I'm talking about the fact that he starts thinking it's his. And then Russ and then he'll ride around with his yeah, with his chest stuck out talking about this mine. This is mine. This is mine. Pride can get any one of us. But faith, listen, watch this. There's a difference between favor and prosperity. Watch this. Prosperity comes and it goes. But favor is for a lifetime. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time. You have to start believing and watch this and start walking in favor. And when someone blesses you, you keep your head down and you say thank you. Because I understand that God was using you as a channel to bless me. Thank God. Hallelujah. I wish I had somebody. Think about this. When you get blessed, watch yourself. What would God say about that? God, listen, don't put your security in things and in your abilities. Let, let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. He says his favor is what? For a lifetime. Watch what he says. He says weeping may last for a night. But what? But shouts of joy. May, may I tell you something? 
you gotta give weeping a one night stand. Listen, you, listen, listen. You gotta give weeping a one night stand because watch this. It's not gonna last, but God's favor is gonna last. Listen, you can cry about it, you can complain about it, but the favor of God is on your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got favor. And it's not leaving me. Come on, give God a praise, y'all. So with all that said, when favor changes you, let me give you four things. Look at verse 7. Well, let's look at verse 6. Right? That's what it did last week. Now, as for me, Look what he said. He said, remember, difference between what? See, prosperity comes as a result of favor. See, see, see what I'm saying? And last week I said, not only do you develop a false sense of security, but then you start feeling like you're untouchable. Oh, but God can touch you. Oh, man, he'll touch you in places you never thought you'd be touched before. You're like, shoot, I don't what is that? <laughs> Amen. What's that feeling? I ain't never had that before. Amen. God's got a way of getting to you. Watch this. Watch this. To get through you, <laughs> to get to you so that you can understand it was never you. You get what I'm saying? In verse 6, look, look, look at what David said. Look what David said. Notice this. Notice the personal pronoun. Me. Uh-huh. That was it. I, what's it say? I, and then he uses a word we should never say, never. Never say never, because guess what? It could happen to you. <laughs> I never do that. Do you remember when you lied to him and said you'd never drink and drive? You, Lord, if you get me home, Lord, I, I, I ain't gonna, I'd never smoke that again. I promise you I'd never do that again. And then from the time you come out your high, you're like, let me try that again. <laughs> Now, amen. Somebody say, ouch. Amen. 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 Ouch. Amen. Or thank you goes there. Watch this. Watch what he said, verse 7. Watch what he says. He says, oh, Lord. Now, now it's amazing, right, <laughs> that David moves from talking about his prosperity, I, 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 to the next verse, he starts talking about what? The Lord. But may I say this to you? When favor changes you, my first point is, he may no longer be Lord of your life. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. When favor changes you, do you know what it means to have Jesus as Lord of your life? Yes. Do, do you know what that means, saints? You see, David came right back to his right mind and he addresses God properly. He no longer is taking credit for what God has done in his life. So in other words, watch this, when Jesus is not Lord of your life, you will betray him. You will deny him. You will beat him. You will crucify him. You will deny him and you will hang him on the cross. But when Jesus is Lord, it means that you have no authority. Because the word lordship has the idea of authority. And watch this. When Jesus is Lord, then you watch this, You watch the places you go. 
You watch the company you keep. You watch, amen, the things that you get involved in because if he's not Lord, then what is he? David goes back to saying, oh, Lord. And may I say this to somebody? Favor can cause you to take control of your own life. There's a reason that he uses the word Jehovah here. The word, hallelujah, El Ilyon. The word that's used for the self-existing one. The one that he knew at the beginning, but now he had gotten to a place where he had stopped believing that he's Lord. When Jesus is Lord of your life, he controls you. He commands you. Amen. And guess what? You will live to give him glory. In everything that he blesses you with, you're going to point up, not inward. Do I have anybody? The text says, the text says, he says, oh, Lord. He says, by your favor. Now, now the word favor in the Hebrew, it carries the idea that God, watch this, that he sees fit to bless you a certain way. Can I tell you this? He blesses, watch this, he, the blessing will fit you because it came from him. But David understood something. It was not his power. It was not his strength. It was God's favor. So here's the other point. When, when favor changes you, not only he may, not, may no longer be Lord of your life, but you may not be living to what? To please him anymore. You may not be living to please him anymore because, watch this, you have a wrong view of favor. Do I have anybody? You see, having God's favor means you're living to please him. You're living for his will, not your will. You know, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was living to please God. Even though it was a hard road to travel, he says, Father, if you can take this cup from me, amen, please take it. He says, but nevertheless, not my will. Come on, somebody. But your will be done. You say, Pastor, what does it mean to live to please him? Living to please him means that everything you do, hallelujah, is for him. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, all you have to do is every time you're blessed, remind yourself of who blessed you. And the person that blesses you, you will be, watch this, loyal and committed to that person. Do I have anybody? Stop thinking it's you and start believing it's him. Because when you're living to please anybody else but him, life has a way, watch this, of turning around. Do I have anybody? Yeah. You see, it was God's favor that got him this far. But, but it was after his sickness and his suffering, he writes us to tell us it was God's favor. Yeah. See, at first, David thought it was him yeah. because he says, in my prosperity, I will not be moved. And David stopped living to please God, and he was pleasing himself. Saints, you got to be careful. 
Because favor can change you like that. And you know what a person's life looks like when they're pleasing themselves? Amen. They're accumulating. Come on, somebody. They're amassing wealth. Amen. And they're not thinking about God anymore. They're thinking about who? Themselves. You got to be careful. Watch this. Favor was never meant to destroy you. But you got to know how to handle it. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Look what David said next. He says, you have made, verse 7, my mountain. Let me, let, me, let me decode that for you in English. <laughs> you have made my mountain to stand strong. Watch the text. This, what David was saying, this is a nutshell, this is what David was saying. You made me as secure as a mountain. That's how David felt. David felt he was as secure as a mountain. You ever been there? Have you ever felt like that? Like nothing can happen to me. That, you, know, you, know, you know, nothing can happen to me. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 got, I got a little money. I got a good job. They, listen, they, they, they need me. They showed you how fast they need you, did they? Amen. You thought you were untouchable, right? Watch this now. Watch this now. Now, 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 now. When you're living to please yourself and not please him anymore. Give me a third point. That's what it means to feel like a mountain. That's what it feels like to feel like you will never be moved. Amen. God can get to you. But what I love about David, he was honest enough to admit it. That favor has changed you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't let favor change now I know I ain't getting no more amens, but 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 let me let me explain to you what it means to be feel secure as a mountain. The Hebrew word stands for this. It means to feel established, to be fulfilled. Come on, somebody. To watch this, to to make a stand, to hold one's ground, to walk upright. Amen. To remain standard, but this is the one that gets me security. I will, listen, we ain't got a dime in our pockets, but we live for our jobs and our jobs becomes our purpose for living. Oh, I don't think you're here. It's a means to an end, y'all. Amen. If you're not enjoying it, hmm, how can it bring you security? And watch this. Watch this. I know you got it going on. I, I, yeah, you got, you got dollar bills. I got you. But you ever notice how fast it leaves you? You ever notice how when you put it in your pocket, it's like putting it in a pocket with holes in it. It just goes right on out. Watch this. And you got to sit there and start asking, where did oh, I done worked all these hours. I done did all these things. And yet and still, watch this. I'm sitting here. We can't pay for this. We can't buy that. We're still unhappy. We're still we're tired. Listen, how can you be so tired that you can't even enjoy it? Come on, somebody. Favor will do that to you. When you allow it to change you for the worse, 
It was never meant for that. It was, watch this, that word favor means the will of God. So think about it like this. God's favor keeps you in his will. Oh, that's deep. So watch this, watch how you, watch how you contextualize that. Okay, everything I got, God gave to me. And this favor that I'm walking in right now is for his glory. And so, Lord, I'm going to stay right here because here's the thing. I want to continue to walk in your favor. I want to continue to walk in your praise. Watch this. And I want to stay in this lifetime favor. I don't want favor to be turned on and turned off on me. But watch this. My own favor can become my own demise. My own favor can become the very thing that destroys me. My own favor can become the very thing, watch this, that causes me to walk away from the Lord. Do I have anybody? David is now telling us that God is the source of his favor. Pride, pride can set in so easily and change you. Now, let me say this about pride. Whenever you think about pride, I want you to think about this. The Bible says, God, listen to this, resist the proud. Now, that word resist in the Greek has the idea of a military army, a well-organized army coming against you. Let me say it again. God resists the proud. But watch this. He gives grace to the humble. Oh, Lord. Listen, I'm not talking about false humility or false modesty. An humble person doesn't necessarily, how you doing, sir? No, 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 no. He says he resists the proud, but he gives grace. How many of you can use some grace this morning? So listen, you listen, you know what I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? What am I saying? You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it, but watch this. He gives it to you. You don't deserve it, but he gives it to you. And perhaps this morning, you've allowed your favor, watch this, watch this, to change you to the point where you're prideful. But I want to encourage you this morning that you can turn it around. Watch the text, watch the text, watch the text. Because here's the part that I really, it it, it messed me up and I'm going to sit down. Watch, I'm going to sit, for real, I'm going to sit down now. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. He said, you've made my mountain stand strong. But watch the text, y'all. I don't know about you. I need God's face in my life every day. Watch what the text says. See, you got to stay in your Bible. See, the Bible has everything. What did, what did, what did, what did David say? You hid your face from who? You hid your face 
Look at the text. You hid your face and I was what? Dismayed. This was God's discipline. See, see, here's the thing. Watch this. David still had God's favor, but he didn't have God's face. And you can have God's favor because it's for a lifetime. But when you don't have his face shining upon it, then you ruin it. It's just favor. But with God's face upon it, oh, I wish I had somebody. He directs your steps. He, watch this, he, he blocks you from things that you were going to do to destroy yourself because his face is upon you. The face of God is shining upon you because he can see ahead of time. Why? Because he exists in eternity and he looks down the corridor of time and he can see where the devil is trying to set you up and he can send his angels around you. Come on somebody. He can send somebody around you to help you and to warn you and to encourage you. But I want to tell you something. When God's face is turned from you, you're in a bad place, saints. But when you allow the favor of God, do I have anybody? My last point, and I go to my seat, that God will turn his face and his favor from you. God's discipline of David changed his continents. Israel began to lose the war people around him started to fall off and as a matter of fact 70,000 men of his army that he numbered died may I say this to you today as I close that you and I need the face of God in our lives we need God's face all upon us we need God to look in our direction thank God today that when favor comes I know what to do thank God hallelujah to his holy name that even though weeping may endure for a night thank God that his grace and his mercy steps in thank God on resurrection Sunday that his face is shining upon us thank God that I may have messed up my favor thank God that my favor may look like it's running out but thank God that he has a way of rescuing me Lord look down today look down in our hearts today you know everybody in this church this morning look into their hearts right now and Lord if there be any pride in us Lord would you remove it right now because we need a move of God in our lives. We need resurrection power. We need a resurrection change in our lives. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for what he did. Thank God for Calvary. Thank God that when I got his favor, I remember that it came from him. Give God a hand clap of praise.